thank God our intercessors are, are not only um, interceding you know, while they're here in the mornings, mm -hmm. and, but they've been interceding all week long. You just can't fight the devil just on Sunday. Amen. And you, he, 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 he on his post every day, 24-7. So we have to intercede for one another 24-7. That's every, every day we got to do that. We're going to go to the book of Haggai. It's an Old Testament. <clears throat> going to the book of Haggai. That's where the Lord is uh, taking us uh, this morning. And so we're going to be in that first chapter of the book of Haggai. We're going to make sure everybody gets there. And, and then we're going to walk in what God has said. We won't be before us long, but we're just going to do what does saith the Lord. Yeah, and, and while you're looking and, and searching and trying to find it, I uh, uh, want to share a little bit more bit good news. You know, God is always up to something. Um, I, I guess on maybe Friday, was it Friday, Friday, maybe Thursday, it was Friday, on Friday, on Friday. Uh, you know, we sought God, we've been seeking God for different things that's been needed. And then, of course, you know, the pulpit furniture came. But then we were asking God for office furniture, uh, as, as well as things for the classrooms for the children. And uh, praise God, uh, the Lord delivered the office furniture that's needed for the office. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, the word that was sent back was, they looked at it and said um, it was executive furniture, office furniture, and said when they looked at it, it had the, had the uh, desk and chair and the credenza, and they said uh, if, if that's not for your suiting or your liking, or uh, if we're going to be picking up some more stuff is what the message was, and if it's better than what we've shown you, then you can have that. And then the Lord went on to say, you know, and that's why it's, it's, it's good to be friends with folk. You know, you don't never know when you're going to need somebody. You always got to, you know, have a, a hand, lend a hand. You got to always lend a hand. And they said, then they said, when you come up to get what you need, said, as you walk through the warehouse, anything that you see that the church needs, you can go ahead and pick it out. You know, ain't God good? God is good. Man. God is on the move. God is on the move. And then this morning we get a call and we talked about uh, uh, needing a programmable thermostat so it could be to be able to, I'm getting my words right now, yes, pronunciation better, praise God, uh, that, so that we can control the temperature so our power bill won't be high. Uh, got the word this morning that um, we have someone that's going to do that work for us free. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Because I asked the question, they said, we found, we got somebody, they could be willing to put that, that thermostat there. I said, well, well what is, what their fee going to be? They said, fee? No. And no fee? Free. And I said, that's even better. Praise the Lord. So, so God is still moving, y'all. So he's still moving. So we were asking the Lord, you know, for things that he's, as long as we walk in the, in the realm of the kingdom, I mean, God's going to do that thing. He's the king. So it's the king's job to provide for us, and we just thank God for that. I just want to share that, because, you know, I love to see what God's up to, because he's always up to something. I just want to make sure I don't miss the season. Amen. 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 I'm not going to miss it. I don't come hell or high water, I'm not going to miss it. So say, no, I'm not going to miss it. Let's pray before we go to the word of God, because we're just going to do what does to the Lord, and then we're going to sit ourselves down. Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to to wake up to a brand new day, a day filled with mercy 
our day filled, Lord God, with the goodness of you. We thank you, Father God, because when we rose, you rose within us. And for that, God, we say thank you, Lord. And Father God, we could feel the sweetness of your, your breath, your presence upon us, God. And Father God, as we left from one destination and came to another, Father God, we could still feel you all over the body of Christ. Oh, God, we say thank you. Now, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would orchestrate your word. You would move through the pages, Lord God, and you would begin to speak the words from heaven, Lord. And God, let not one word that you release to us, God, let it fall to the ground. Let it, let it linger within our spirit, God, that in the, in the time of need, Father, we'll be able to draw up that which the Holy Ghost has sent, Lord God. And we thank you for it now, God. We give you praise and we give you glory. And we thank you right now in advance for all that you're doing. Yet those things that you've already done, you've already done, God. We just bless your name. For we glorify you, God, for you're worthy, as my brother say, God. You're worthy to be praised. But God, nobody can do what you do, God. Nobody knows how to orchestrate and touch hearts the way you do, God. God, you got a plan, God. And we are grateful, God, that you allow us huh, to be in your plan, God. We thank you for that, Father. Oh, we love you, God. We love you, God, for the path that you're leading us on. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Praise God. Hey, God. Chapter number one. Are we all there? Amen. Amen. The book of Haggai, Old Testament, chapter number one. We're going to read one verse out of chapter number one, and then we're going to go to chapter number two in the book of Haggai. And then we will walk through what the Lord is saying to, to the body of Christ, to us today. And, and I believe there's a coming message throughout the body of Christ, those that are walking and in the will of the Lord and carrying out his purpose. Amen. Verse 14 says, and the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shittil, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jodet, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did work. And they came and did work. In the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. Now we know that the enemy's been trying to stop the work. <laughs> but he can't prevail. Can't prevail. Can't, well, he won't prevail. Can't prevail. Now, the scripture says that the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. But I, I looked at the word stirred up, and, I, and, and, and in the Hebrew, it meant that the Lord had opened the eyes of Jerubah. The Lord opened his eyes. And I said, well, God, why, why did you have to open up, his, uh, open up the eyes, the spirit of, of Jerubah? Uh, and, and it goes on and talks about who he's the son of Chantel. And, and, and what the Lord says, and, and when I begin to, to research what God says, first of all, he says the name, you got to understand what the name of Jerubel means. It means Babylon. It means confusion. And that was something that the Lord spoke this morning through, uh, through Dr. Manley about Babylon, that spirit of confusion that's trying to come up in the houses. So he speaks to him, and that name meaning confusion, it means Babylon. It's okay, God. 
So he is a descendant of, of, of Babylon. He, he's, he's caught up in confusion. I said, okay, God, help me to understand why this is significant. Why did you have to open up his spirit? Because the Bible says he stirred, stirred up. He stirred, the Lord stirred up. What happened was he was in a spirit of confusion. And I said, God, why is he in a spirit of confusion? Why is confusion there? He said, first of all, you got to look at who his father is. The Bible says he's the son of Chantilio. Now, the word Chantilio means I have asked of God. I have asked of God. So, okay, God. So, as the Lord takes me through, through the, my research, I find out this is not his father. His father's name is called Bediah. Now, you can find that in, in 1 Chronicles chapter number 3, verse number 19. So when I began to look what his father's name, Padiah, really means, that word meant redeemed of the Lord. Okay, God. I said, but God, what are you saying? He said, what I'm saying is he has an identity problem. Because, see, first of all, he thinks his father is Chantel, which means ask of God, but yet that's not who his father is. His natural father is Padiah, which means redeemed of the Lord. So when he understands who he really is, he's already been redeemed. And what's happening, he's just in a state of confusion. Not that God has not called him, not that God had not redeemed him, but because of the transition of where he is now, he's just in a state of confusion. He's in that place called Babylon. And I said, God, you just bad, God. Because here I'm thinking one thing, where he's thinking he's a builder one thing. You know how it is when you know how it is when you got you know a natural father and then you got a, a father that's not your father. Or let me use this as an example. My 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 daughter is adopted. My daughter is adopted. But I bless God, she know who she is in the Lord. My, but I'm not her birth mom, but she does not know her birth mom, but somehow or another God has fixed it. So really in actuality, through the spirit, I am her birth mom. So she's really been redeemed by the Lord. She, she does not have that identity crisis. Amen. So what's happening, the very one God is planning to use at this point has an identity crisis. But God reveals to him who he really is. He says, you've been redeemed by the Lord. Even though Chantel asked for you, but yet, but yet I have redeemed you. This, this is your natural father. And this is what's happening when it comes down to mankind because we really don't know who we are. Because we think that things is what makes us. Things don't make us. We think having high position and, and money and jobs makes us. God said that does not make us. What makes us is our relationship with the Father, knowing who he is, and he is our Father. And when we determine our Father got our back, we won't have an identity crisis because he will give us everything that we need. Amen. Everything that we need. And by the way, the Lord says the title, didn't get the title till late last night. The title of this message, God said, Celebrate. And I, I said, celebrate. I said, God, why is it called celebrate? He said, the reason why it's called celebrate because 
Haggai means celebrate the return. So that means God, we're going to be returning back to God. So there's some things in our life that the enemy has taken that God says, I'm going to bring it back. He says, celebrate the return of those good things that's going to come your way. Yep. You know, God is good. God said it's a time of celebration. It's not a time of sadness. He said it is a time of celebration because you're about to return to some things. See, we have gone far from God. God said, I'm about to bring you right back. You're about to go ahead and celebrate. And I said, God, yes, sir. I felt good. mm, Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost, because I'm about to run all over in this place. Amen. Glory be to God. You know, he said, celebrate. I'm celebrating some things that wasn't right. I'm celebrating those things being made right. Amen. I thank God for it. Celebrate, he said. Celebrate the return. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, chapter number two in the book of Haggai. Now, God said, you, I've laid that foundation for you. And he said, hey, mm, he said, now let's, let's go on to the next thing. Now, verse number one in chapter number two, it says, in the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai saying, now let's deal with verse one first before we proceed. First of all, God says, we are presently in the season of God's divine will. Amen. Now, everything that's happening is in God's divine will. See, it's divine. It, it, it has been appointed. It has been established by God. We're operating right now in the season of God's divine will. You see, every time we do something, that does, that does not necessarily mean that it is the will of God. But God said, right now, we're in the season of of his divine will. And then he goes on and he says, in the one and twentieth day of the month. I said, okay, God, what's that? He said, add the numbers, Brenda. One and twentieth, when you get through adding, you got the number three. He said, this is the season also of, of resurrection. That's why we can celebrate. This is the season of, of resurrection. So therefore, we can celebrate. And Haggai, meaning celebrate one's return. Because there's some things that has to be spiritually resurrected in all of us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Now, verse number two says, speak now to Zerubbabel. Now he's, he's got some identity. He, he knows who he is. So he speak to him. The, the son of Shantilio, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, uh, the high priest, and the residue of the people saying, all right. Now, I won't deal with the name. We know Joshua means, means salvation. Uh, Jehoshaphat means Jehovah is, uh, is, is righteous. But he says, and he emphasizes on, and the residue, the latter part of verse 2, and the residue of the people. I said, now, what's the residue? He said, those that are still standing after they've gone through the fire. So we got to decide what we are. See, we can either be part of the residue, those that are still standing, Sister Eleanor, after we go through the fire. See, everybody that goes through the fire is not still standing when it's over with. But if you can still stand after the after you've gone through the fire, God said, you the residue I'm going to use. you the ones I'm going to use. Thank you, God. He said, the residue, mm, those that are still standing after the fire. After, anybody been through the fire lately? Have you been through the fire? God said, well, 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 after you go through the fire, it will determine whether or not you're part of the residue or not. Because if you're part of the residue that he's going to use, he said, you're still going to be standing when it's over. I said, Holy Ghost, I got you. 
Got you on that now. Y'all know I'm feeling pretty good, don't you? I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling real nice up here. I'm feeling real, I'm really feeling good. Then verse 3 says, Who is left among you that saw this house, this house, we know the house is God, the house is where God lives, this house in her first glory. Who is left among you that saw this house in her first, mean her state of glory, in her first state of glory? In other words, God says, who, look around, just, just, just look around. If we're few in number, so God said, just look around and, and examine your sister and brother right now. You know, the state and the condition they're in right now. He said, look around. I want you to see the, the, this glory they got now. He said, I, I just want you to look around and, and see that. He says, who is left among you that sold this house? See, now we see one another what we are. Uh, we, we, we see. We, 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 we examine. We know. We know. You know. I'm not talking so much on the natural, but I'm talking about in the spirit too. Yeah, you examine. He said, who is left? Who is left? In, he says, in her first glory, and then he goes on and says, well, how do you see it now? Look at it and really think about it. How, how do you really see your brother and sister in Christ? He says, how do you see it now as it is not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Are we looking at one another as, as if we are nothing? God said, check it out. Just, just, just look at it. He said, examine it. What are you really thinking? Well, what's really going on in your mind? He said, because I want you to look at it now. Because later on, there's some other things you're going to see them in a different light. I said, I got you, Holy Ghost. Now, flip over to Zechariah chapter 4, which is the book right behind that guy. Chapter 4, chapter 4. Yeah, chapter 4. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Verse number 10. Verse number 10. Remember now, celebrate. Hmm. 10 says, For who has despised or disrespected, the Lord uh -huh. says. Uh -huh. For who has disrespected the day of small things? See, some of us look at, we just small in number, but you know, we don't realize the God that we serve. We might be small in number, but we serve a big God. Because God is flexing his muscles and we're seeing the things that God is doing. So he says, for who has despised a day of small things? He says, for they shall rejoice and see the plummet in the hand of confusion of Babylon. But yet now he's got his identity with those seven. Okay. Okay, God, who's those seven? He says, they are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth. So God said, now when you're looking at Zerubbabel, when you're looking at him and you're thinking he's in confusion, but you got to look at the fact that he's no longer walking by himself anymore in a state of confusion because now he knows who he is. And not only is he walking with someone else, but he's walking now with my eyes, not just the, just the eyes of the Lord. He, he goes on, he talks about the seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which runs to and fro through the whole earth. Now, let's go look at uh, Zechariah 3 and verse 9. Zechariah, verse 3, verse 9. Verse 9 says, For behold the stone hmm, that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone, those thoughts, shall be seven eyes. You see, God said, just that one thought. He said, I've, cooked, I've hooked up seven more eyes with it. So in other words, God says, I'm watching. 
They're not by themselves. So I, I'm, I'm watching. And behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, said the Lord of hosts. And watch this. And I will remove. God is saying this. And I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. It don't take God a long time to do anything. God said, my seven, my seven eyes are walking with them seven spirits. He said, they're walking with that one now. So he's been redeemed. You know, that, that it's been redeemed. He's no longer walking. We're no longer walking in that spirit of confusion. Because the, now the seven eyes is attached to it. The seven eyes of God. That's so God. That's just awesome. That's awesome. Now, let's look at Proverbs. Just going to walk just a little bit. Proverbs chapter number 15. Proverbs chapter number 15. Proverbs chapter number 15. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Verse number 3. Still dealing with these eyes. Verse number 3. It says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place. Beholding what? The evil and the good. So them same eyes. It says, the eyes of the Lord is in every place beholding the evil and the good. So in other words, they're watching everywhere you go. Them same eyes that they're looking. Everywhere you go, the eyes that with you too. So, so got to get you out of that place of confusion, understanding who you are. Because we, right now, we do not need an identity crisis. Right. We do not need to be wondering who we are. Amen. We do not need to have an identity of crisis. And see, that's what was wrong. See, once we understand who our God is, then we'll know. And since we are his children, that means we got his DNA. And if we've got his DNA, we don't have an identity crisis. Because God knows who he is. He's the matchless lamb of God. He knows who he is. It's just his children got to find out who they are. But when we come to the understanding, it's already done. And praise God, hopefully we'll find that song. It's already done so they can sing it. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And also, let's go to Revelation. This is the last scripture on the eyes. Revelation chapter number five. Revelation chapter number five. Revelation chapter five. Praise God. Revelation chapter number five, verse number, verse number six. Revelation chapter number five, verse number six. It says, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. See, the seven eyes are the seven spirits of God. And see, the, the, those seven spirits are, are in us. Then I'm, I, I, God didn't let me deal with the seven spirits. I don't want to go there because I want to miss what the Lord is saying, what he wants us to say about this particular scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Going back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Going back to Haggai. Let's go back to Haggai. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, we're understanding that it's God's divine season. It's a season of resurrection. A season to, to be celebrated because of the return. And that, you know, if we make it through the fire, you know, we'll be part of that residue that's still standing. Now, here are instructions. Verse number four. It says, 
Yet now, be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong. Emphasis. That goes back to the scripture that was read. Because God takes pleasure in, in, in blessing his children. He takes, he takes pleasure, and, and the word was to, was to be strong. So yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord. And what did he say? Work. And what now? Work. And work. He said, be strong. He said it three times. Be strong and work. Because we've got to realize when the enemy is trying to stop the work. Right. Satan is trying to stop the work, but he can't, he can't stop it. He can't, he can't stop it. He says, the word of God says, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work. For I am with you, saith the Lord of hosts. Yes. Now that word host means army. He's the Lord of, an, of armies. So, even though in the natural we are few in number, God said, baby, I've got an army with you. He said, I've got an army. And in the midst of me right there, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit interrupts my study and he speaks this word and I wrote it down. He says, the spirit of the destroyer is operating right now. He says, the spirit of the, of the destroyer is in operation right now. That's why we've got to be strong that's why we got to recognize that there are more for us, and I think my sister brought that word, that's more for us than against us. Amen. I mean, we look around that there are chariots of angels. I'd much rather have an angel to fight for me any time than have man to fight for me. I'd much rather, and God has angels assigned to the body, y'all. So I'd much rather have an angel, the host. God got a host that's working with us, and they're fighting for us. And so God said, now understand that. The, the, the spirit of the destroy is, is, is operating. He's moving. He said, but don't worry about that. He said, I got that because he said, I got a host. I got an army that's going to take care of the spirit of the destroyer. I said, God, I, you bad. I don't know about y'all, but I love saying my God is bad. And that's in a good word. That's a good word to describe my God. That's, that's, that's a good word. That's a thank you, Holy Ghost. And verse number five says, according to the word that I covenant one in agreement with you when you came out of Egypt. So my spirit, Egypt means bondage or a place of limitations. So my spirit remaineth among you. Once again, he is saying, fear ye not. Fear ye not. Fear ye not. Okay, let's go. Let's see what it says. Exodus. Mm. Chapter number 29. Exodus 29. Exodus chapter number 29. Exodus. Okay, Lord. Exodus chapter number 29. Mm -hmm. And verse number 45. I guess we'll probably read 43 to get down to 45. Exodus Chapter number 29. Are we there? Verse 43 says, And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. Guys, I'm going to do some setting apart. I'm going to do some sanctification, but it's going to be done by his glory. 
Won't be nothing we got to do. He's going to do the sanctifying. Verse 44 says, And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar. I will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. In other words, God said, I'm going to set you apart. I'm going to sanctify you because you got to minister to me. See, we're so sometimes we're so we're so impressed with ministering to the people, we forget that we're supposed to be ministering unto God. Because he's the one that's going to reciprocate. He's the one going to be released. It's going to be his hand that's going to open up. So it is him that we've got to minister to. So once we minister to God, see, that's why praise and worship is, is, is so awesome. Because, see, you can do that at any time, anywhere, and any place. Because, see, yes, that's between you and God. See, everybody can praise God, but everybody can't go to worship. Because, see, that's where you got to have that relationship. You got to be able to move, move God's hand. You got to be able to move God's hand. And he says, then I want you to minister unto me. See, when we minister to him, then God, he will begin to draw all men unto him. When we begin to minister unto him. Verse 45 says, this is the promise. And I will dwell among the children of Israel. Those who rule as God. I, I, I will dwell among them and will be their God. He says, he'll be our God. We just got to remember those things. 46 says, And they shall know that I am the Lord their God that brought them forth out of the hand of Egypt, out of a place of bondage, a place of limitation, that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. God said, when this is over, when, when, when this transition is over, when God gets through doing what he's going to have to do in the body of Christ, and even what he's doing in this body, we will know that he's God. We will know that, that the things that's been done, only the hand of God could have made these things happen. Only the hand of God. He said, man can't get no credit for this. That's right. He said, I, I'm wearing the trophy and the t-shirt on this one. Amen. He said, this, this is total God. Total, total God. And the next place the Lord has taken us to is Nehemiah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He says, from, from Exodus 29 45, knowing that he's with us, uh, Nehemiah chapter number 9. We're going to read that. Nehemiah chapter number 9. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Nehemiah chapter number 9, verse number 20. Nehemiah chapter number 9. Verse number 20. 20 says, Thou gavest also thy good spirit. Hmm. God has given us his good spirit. To instruct them and, and withheld not thy mouth. God has not withheld any spiritual bread from us. From their mouth and gave them water for their thirst. 21. It says, Yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness. So that they like nothing. Their clothes wax not old and their feet swell not. God says, and that word wilderness, we know the word wilderness means the earth's earthly life of existence. God says, I'm going to sustain my people as they go through this earthly life of existence to the point where they will not like anything. L-A-C-K-E-D, he says, you will be liking nothing. That's a powerful word. I don't know about y'all, but there's some time, there's some things that I have needed, and I didn't have the money to do it, but God himself, and just to be real, look at what God is doing in the congregation. 
I mean, there's no way we could go over there and get that place where we're going to be at and pay $600 a month. There is no way. A 3,000 square footage, there is no way. God said only he could do that. We don't have the money to do that. God said there is no way. Everything is free. Everything is free. Everything is free. Everything is free. And you ain't got to pay nothing. You ain't got to throw a tip, Sister Eleanor. God said everything is free. He said you will lack, L-A-C-K-E-D, nothing. So... Whatever God has got in this season, God said, don't worry about the bill. He said, I got it. He said, I'm picking up the tab. And we've seen God already pick up the tab. I don't know what, I don't know what else he's going to do, but I might faint before it's over. When I say faint, I don't mean faint and mean as being tired. I mean just pass out and faint. That's what I'm talking about. Cause God is, I mean, it's blowing my mind. I'm not gonna act you like I, I like I know it's all that and God back and chip. I know that He's doing what He can do, but the thing is this: to see the hand and work of God, it's literally blowing my mind. And then the the the, 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 the furniture, the, the the oh Lord, the pulp, the pulpit furniture. I mean, they could they tried to sell it, couldn't sell it. You know why? Because God had our name on it. And then somebody wanted to offer them $5,000 for it. And then they wouldn't sell it. You know why? Because God had our name on it. God said, you will not be lacking anything. I'm like, Jesus, God bad, y'all. He, mm, 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 my dad, I won't say that, my father. Yeah, my father. He's bad. He's my father. He's my father. He know how to give me good stuff. He knows how to give me. He knows what I need. Rely on man, he might give me a dagger. But God said, come on, baby, let me, let me put, you know, put something in your little wound. I know you're hurting. <laughs> my father, my father. He said, we won't like anything. And you know, we ain't liking nothing, y'all. Not in this mood. Not in, I'm like, Jesus, what's next? I'm, I'm, I'm like a kid at crib. You know, you didn't know such a thing at crib, but y'all know how we were when we was little. We were so excited because we didn't know what was up under the tree. See, I don't know what God's going to un- 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 unwrap next. But he's unwrapping, y'all. He's got gifts up under the tree, and all we got to do is pull the string and open up and see what's in the box. And Lord, I tell you, he got some good stuff in the box. Woo, Jesus, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, thank you, Lord. I just love my Jesus, y'all. Now, can't nobody do you like that. I don't care who it is. Can't nobody do you like that. Nobody. Nobody will love you like that. Man will been put a price tag on that thing. But God, he said, I got it. I done already paid for it. You just walk it out. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When I say walk it out, I don't mean that a world mess. Mm-mm. I'm talking about the way God wants to walk it out. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's a correct that because he said, I don't want nothing mess. Okay, verse number six. We almost, thank you, Holy Ghost. We're almost done. Praise God. God, you just wonderful. Huh? I looked at the time. What did I do? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Okay. Verse number six says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the one that got that army. Now watch this. He says, yet once, it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens, and the earth, and the sea, and the dry land. Seven says, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, said the Lord. I said, okay, God. What does all that mean? What does all that mean, God? What does all that mean? Let's look at Haggai, still in chapter number 2, verse number 20. Let's flip the page. 
20 says, and again the word of the Lord came unto Haggai, celebration, because of the return, in the four and twentieth day of the month, number of man, saying, speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, because he's no longer confused, he's, and saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth, and Verse 22, and I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdom of the heathens. And I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother. And verse 23 says, in that day saith the Lord of hosts, would I take thee, O Jerubbabel? He's no longer confused. He's no longer operating in the spirit of confusion because he's been redeemed by the Lord because now he knows who his father is. He said, my servant. God, now God said, this is my servant. The son of Chantel said the Lord and will make thee as a signet. For I have chosen thee, said the Lord of hosts. God said, what I'm saying is, God said, I have put my stamp of approval. And therefore, you do not have to be confused of who you are. Amen. He said, my stamp of approval is there. And when he goes on talking about shaking some stuff, let's go to Hebrew. Yeah, Hebrew chapter 12, 26. Because he's going to shake that old spirit out of it. And that heathenistic spirit. That, that's what he's going to shake out. And he's going to shake out that heathenistic spirit. Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 26. Chapter 12, verse number 26. Mm-hmm. Verse, we're going to begin with, with we'll, we'll read 25 and then 26. 25 says, see that ye refuse not him that speaketh. Hmm. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. So we got to be careful that we don't reject stuff. Because others have rejected and they've been left with a reprobate mind. But 26 says, Whose voice then shook the earth? See, it's the voice of God that's going to shake some things in us. That he's, he's a mystic spirit. Whose voice then shook the earth? But now he has promised saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. 27 says, And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore receive a kingdom which cannot be removed. I said, God, what what you going to be doing? God said, I'm going to shake my people Uh until nothing is left in their mind except kingdom. He said, I'm going to shake until the mindset of total kingdom is left in them. 
total kingdom, the mindset of the of, of kingdom. Because see, when we really begin to really begin to get into the, the about the kingdom and begin to go through the gospels and see what Jesus is saying about the kingdom, we're way a long way off. We way off because it tells us how we're supposed to treat somebody that that persecutes us and how, and that despises us. How we're supposed to respond? How we supposed to put heaping heaping coals of love upon the head? You know how we supposed to feed them? You know, but you know, you, some of us we get the enemy, enemy do something. We we ready to draw back and put up some fish. You you know how it is. But see, kingdom principles is a whole lot different than these worldly principles. Mm -hmm. So God says, I'm gonna shake. Uh, he's I'm gonna bring. He said, you tell my people, I'm gonna shake y'all until nothing is left in you except kingdom, Amen. having the kingdom mindset. Amen. And see, the kingdom mindset is about getting souls. Winning souls, but he says, that's all I want in you is kingdom. I don't want nothing else in you. Because see, if you get something that's in you, that means you're going to be, you're going to have me divided. You, you, you're going to be divided within yourself. And then you want to do things of the world. Then you want to do things of God. And today you want to go over here to the nightclub and party a little bit. And then, then the next day you want to do something else. And now today you want to go out and hang with your brothers and then your sisters that ain't doing the right thing. And then the next day you want to come over here to talk the kingdom. He's God said, I'm going to shake all that mess loose. He said, I'm going to shake the earth and the heaven. So ain't nothing going to be left in you except kingdom. The kingdom mindset. That's what we need to go back to singing about Eden. You know, you know that song about Eden we used to sing? <laughs> you know, we need to go back there because he said, I'm going to shake some stuff. And, and the only thing that's going to be left in us is the kingdom mindset. Kingdom mindset. Now, let's go back to Haggai chapter 2. And we, we just, we're about done here. We're done. Two, more, two verses. Two verses. And, and we're finished. God said he's going to fill this house. This house with his glory. Nothing will be left in us but the glory of God. He said, I'm, I'm going to do some shaking. <laughs> so nothing but the mindset of the kingdom is there. Eight says, sever is mine. So the enlightenment of God is there. God said, that's mine. He said, I'm going to give you. I'm, I'm enlightening you. Enlightening you. And the gold is mine. God says, the purity, a pure mind. He said, that's mine. He said, if you be in me and I in you, you'll have all that. And the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. And look at verse number nine, the last verse. It says, the glory of this latter house. Amen shall be greater than of the former. Now, you remember over here when God told us to begin to look at one another. You know, check out that house. You, you remember God told us that. He, 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 he wanted us to examine him. He said, who, is, who, who of us have seen him in that state? You, you, you remember that? You know, now he's saying in verse number nine, the glory of this latter house. Amen. See, which, what we see right now, it won't even begin to compare what later on we're going to see what God has done in these houses. So we really need to get a good look now. Because see, you won't see this no more. Amen. You, won't, you won't see this no more. You, you got to might as well get a good look now because God says you won't see this no more. He said what you're going to see is the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, said the Lord of hosts. And watch what he says. And in this place, the latter place where we're going to be. And in this place will I give peace, said the Lord of hosts. You know, last night God began to tell us how the enemy trying to take our peace. But God says, in that latter place where we're going to be, this house here, you know, he says, now peace is going to be there. I'm going to give peace. Because, see, God has already given us peace because the word already says that he has given us peace. Not the kind of peace that the world gives. But he said he has given us the kind of peace that only God can give. So in our latter state, might as well get ready. God says that. 
then he's going to give us that peace. God is out. So we can begin to celebrate right now. Celebrate the return. We can, we can begin to celebrate because God says what you see now is not what you're going to see later. So we, you might as well, you might as well give your own, your own self a hand cover praise because right where we are now and the conditions and the stakes and the conditions that we're in right now, God says after a while you won't see it no more. So you might as well tell it by now. You might as well tell it by now. Because God said later on you ain't going to see it no way. So you might as well, you know, go ahead and do a little celebration going on right now. Because God said later on you won't see it no more. Because see, what, what God is going to do in our latter days uh, is in this season, he is going to bring such a glory to the body of Christ. Then what we will receive, nothing but people that's kingdom minded. And that's all going to be on our mind. It's about kingdom minded. So he says celebrate the return. Because he's coming back. When I say coming back, I don't mean coming back to split now. I mean coming back to the places in our life that he, uh, he, we've kind of evicted him from. Anybody got some places in your life where you've evicted God from? So God, I can handle this place. <laughs> I, I, I can be real. I can talk about me. I've got some places. Oh God, you, I don't want you to come in this room. You know, oh, I hear your Holy Ghost. You know how it is. You, you know how you go to somebody's house and you visit and the front room clean. But my God, don't, 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 don't go in the bedroom. It's a, it's a total mess. So, so God said, you might as well look and recognize the fact that, you know, all that going to be cleaned up. You know, we got some places that, you know, where we won't let God go in. You know, he, he can go anywhere. But we got some places in us and now, God, you, you, don't, you don't go here. It's just, you know, and that prime example, the Lord said, check it out. Living room is fine. You know, you know, you know how it is? That, that, that's because people going to come and see that. So that's the impression you want to give. But when you, to really know a person, you go to them other places in their house. Go on upstairs. You know, go on the, go on to the bedrooms. You know, go to the closet. Praise God, don't y'all look at my closet. You know, go to the closet. You, you, if you're going to go in anybody's closet, you look at Dr. Mammoth's closet. Don't look at mine. But mine's not, mine is a mess. I, I'm being real. So God says, we got some place where we're keeping him out of. But he said, you might as well kiss that goodbye. Kiss that goodbye. God bless you. Have a smile on you. I pray the word of God has been a blessing to us. But I'm excited about my Jesus. I'm excited about my...